your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. Do your patients know what presbyopia is? There are people who are afraid of the press. Have you talked to your patients about multifocal contact lenses? I've heard the bifocal, but not, right, multifocal. not multifocal. Do you need help with your multifocal strategy? Learn more at the conclusion of this episode. With more screen usage and indoor time, myopia, also known as nearsightedness, is increasing and getting worse in children. Now, certified eye doctors can prescribe my sight one day, the first and only FDA-approved soft contact lens to slow myopia progression in age-appropriate children. Visit coopervision.com to find a Brilliant Futures certified eye doctor near you. The All Eyes Visual All VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. Hello and welcome to the Open Your Eyes podcast. I'm Dr. Kerry Gill, the host of the documentary, Open Your Eyes. If you're new here, and you like our interviews, press like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell to get notifications of great new interviews. Also, please leave comments. Great news. You can now watch our full-length documentary, Open Your Eyes, on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube movies and shows. The metaverse is the next step in the technological advancement of the digital and virtual worlds. Today's guest, California optometrist, Dr. Irina Jacobin is working to make the metaverse an integral part of optometry. Dr. Jacobin, in addition to being a freelance writer, travels to areas in need and provides eye care. Dr. Jacobin, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'm so intrigued. Uh, what exactly is the metaverse? So the metaverse essentially is kind of like where technology is taking us in terms of you know communication and integration there's a few different platforms that say that they're the metaverse i think the general consensus is that it is a single place even though it doesn't seem as integrated right now and that you know it is a decentralized web3 world and by web3 i mean there is a 3d aspect to it whether you're wearing goggles or you're doing a walkthrough on your computer so it does it connect different realities such as the mixed reality and virtual reality and and explain what mixed reality and virtual virtual reality is to the audience and explain how it brings them together absolutely so Virtual reality is just, just like it sounds, it's being in a different place virtually. So right now we have <clears throat> or, you know, organizations putting together little areas within the metaverse where you can grab your avatar and walk around and that is your 
you know, virtual reality, essentially. So what we're doing now, with, is that considered virtual reality or is this really uh, reality because I'm actually speaking to you and we're both, we're both real? I mean, I, this is probably not quite virtual reality. If we had maybe our avatars, that would be a little bit closer. And, and what's mixed reality? So I, I think that kind of, that's in between, you know, sort of that person to person in real time, real life interaction and being completely virtual and being immersed in a virtual setting. And what's an avatar? How does that fit in? Uh, so an avatar is basically your personification within, you know, that, that space within the metaverse. So this week, I actually got to play around with my own avatar a little bit. And it's oh, really fun just because you get to choose, you know, what you want that to look like from hair color to eye color to outfits. So I'm excited for people to get a chance to really show a little bit more of themselves in a way that they maybe cannot do in the physical world. So explain how you would use your avatar when you're, when it's, you're in that virtual space. What does the avatar do? How do you control it? Who controls it? And how does, how does it kind of work? So I do believe that this varies a little bit based on which um, setup you're in. For us, we have sort of, Kind of like basic video game controls. So I prefer to use the up, down, to side to side arrows to have my avatar walk, and there will be more features added soon. But everybody's played, okay, maybe not everybody, but everybody's at least aware of like video games. And you have a character in your video game, and that character walks around and, you know, jumps and kicks and does whatever that character did, you know. But Zelda, there's a sword. <laughs> right, right. So I think that's the easiest way to think about it. It's not a completely foreign concept. We're just bringing that gamification into other areas of our lives. So if we mix websites, social media, event platforms together in, in this uh, metaverse world, what would that look like? That is a really great question. And the reason I'm hesitating to answer it is because there's not been as many events yet. So we don't quite have enough data to say, hey, this is exactly what this would look like. And I actually predict that depending on you know, who is running the show, so to speak, it may look different. For instance, um, I know that Meta is more geared towards their headsets. Whereas for us, we are forgoing the headsets for now and you know, using a 3D animation model. So if you're using uh, the Metaverse for uh, entertainment or buying something, what would that look like? So very simply, just like we, you know, go on the website, 
we get into the metaverse, we enter the metaverse either through, you know, our computers or our headsets, hypothetically, and then we would, you know, locate the item or the store where we want to buy, and we would be able to walk through that store to, you know, find the item, explore it, and then go ahead and purchase. So, in other words, I would make an avatar of myself and I would be, it would look like however I wanted it to look and I would be walking through the store, say I wanted to buy a baseball bat or softball bat, you know, I'd be walking through the softball, uh, through the through the sports store, looking for that mm -hmm. softball bat and I would actually be able to pick up the softball bat and swing it and it would look like it would be real. Is that kind of how it would be? So sometime in the future, yes. As of right now, you would probably be able to pick up the bat, you know, kind of take a really good look at a 3D model and then decide. So I don't think we're quite there yet where we can really fully combine, have a virtual tactile experience. But I think we're getting there. And how about for there. like entertainment? How could it, how is it used for entertainment now, the metaverse? So right now, one thing I'm hearing a lot about, especially given that it's October, are the zombie games. So you can actually be immersed in you know a game with a 3D headset, and you're either fighting zombies or you know getting attacked by spiders. But, you know, hypothetically, you can also have, like, action games. I know there was an advertisement about, you know, kind of working out with a VR headset so that instead of being in your living room, you're actually, you're actually kind of, you know, in a forest. So, like, if I'm using a headset now and I'm doing, a, playing a video game and, or doing, a, playing a video game on, on, t on, on the computer or on, on my TV, uh, how is it different? That how is it different than that? How does it take it to it the next step? So the headsets, they kind of make you feel like you're there. Whereas you know, on a computer or on another gaming system, you can mentally immerse yourself in the game, but you are very much you know, still kind of in your living room or in your bedroom on your couch. When you have something that's kind of over your head and you have, you know, that 3D aspect, it can kind of trick your brain into really thinking that you're in the middle of that game. So I know that they've, they've been using it now for, they're starting to use it for fashion week. How mm -hmm. is that working? So I actually, unfortunately, I missed the first Metaverse Fashion Week. So I'm very excited to see the next one. I know that a lot of, that there's been mixed reviews. I know that a lot of designers, you know, stepped up and really wanted to participate. And I do think that there will be another one next year. Awesome. So tell me how we could use this in the vision industry, you know, uh, how we could use the Metaverse and, well, I want to know where you see us as far as the metaverse. And then I want to know about the pros and the possible cons of doing this. So 
this is a really fun question to answer, but it is also a very difficult one of because we're talking about, you know, this brand new space, it's difficult to, to see exactly where this will go, but there are so many amazing potential applications uh, for, you know, eye care providers and for the optical industry. This might be another way to connect, learn, and shop, which is kind of the main reason we, we created the optical metaverse. And this is, and I do want to make it clear that this is not something that is intended to replace the physical, you know, going to a physical show. I love going to Expo. I will continue going to Expo. But this is just to give people another alternative so that those of us who maybe either can't attend a show any given year or, you know, who want to meet outside of show, you know, of the physical shows are able to do so and are able to interact and work together. So would the metaverse be the show is going on and then, you know, the, the live show is actually going on and then through the metaverse, you're actually at this, you feel like you're actually at the show or is it, would it be separate? It would actually be a virtual show and different vendors are putting on things from there they're, they're wherever they are their their offices and you and then you feel like you're at a show even though they're at their office or could it be done both ways hypothetically it can be done both ways it is something that we're you know we would work towards in terms of having more people join in the virtual space but we will keep you know, the metaverse space open and we will keep developing it. I think a lot of people get excited about virtual and they're thinking immediately, um, there's, there was a movie that came out years, years ago, Ready Player uh, One. And, you know, that was a really fun movie. There was a full virtual world set up to the point where people were almost spending more time in that virtual world than their physical world. And that showcased a lot of, you know, fictional advanced technology. MacuHealth, your science born and tested solutions for visual performance, macular degeneration, and dry eye syndrome. New products coming soon. Embrace the science. The All Eyes Visual Hall VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. So my vision show, tell me about how you put that together and what that's gonna be, what that's gonna be like. That's in coming up October 7th, I believe. Absolutely. So my vision show, this was actually founded by um, my friend, Charlene Nichols. And she wanted, she actually initially, like her initial goal was to have, you know, a virtual space where individuals can meet and maybe people who, again, either couldn't make it to a trade, physical trade show or couldn't exhibit at a physical trade show given the cost, were able to have, you know, like something to 
showcase themselves. And she actually had this idea right before COVID. So the first few, the first show I believe aired in 2019. Now I joined in 2020 during the pandemic. So what, from my point of view, you know, I was waiting to graduate essentially because I'm class of 2020. And there was a really good couple of months where nobody really knew what was gonna happen. We didn't know, you know, what, whether or not we'd graduate on time, when we would finish testing, whether or not we needed to test. So it was a really hectic couple of months and I was looking for a way to sort of help the community as a whole. So I took to social media and I was asking people if they needed anything written up because I'm also a writer. And that's how Charlene and I met. She mentioned you know, that she was trying to put together something virtual for the eye care community. And I was like, well, this is gonna be it great, especially now when we are so disconnected and isolated. And how did it work out, the shows that she's put on so far? I think it worked out really well. We have steadily been growing in terms of both, you know, exhibitors and attendance. And I personally really enjoyed each show because every time you do get you know, you connect with amazing people. I've had the pleasure of connecting people with others in the industry who really needed, um, you know, help. So in a way, I've had the honor of kind of be, because I've gotten to know so many people, I'm able to help others. And so if somebody's like, hey, I need, you know, an independent lab or, you know, some really good education, I can connect them to the people that I know provide that. And, and are you using a headset during this? My vision show? Yeah. No. So as it stands now, my vision show and the optical metaverse are both headset free. For our event coming up on Friday, we're doing what I call like a web two, web three buddy platform event. So they're going, so everybody will be on our web two platform, which is essentially just, you know, our, our usual meeting platform. And from there, we're going to take people into the metaverse one at a time. Sorry, not one at a time, uh, in small groups, essentially. And does everybody have to have their have an avatar? Will you give them an avatar? Um, we're encouraging people to create their own, but if they don't feel comfortable or don't have the time, they will have sort of like a general, you know, bot, like avatar body to just like walk through. And for for the metaverse that you that you're creating that's going to be shown on Friday. What, once they get into the metaverse, what are they going to be seeing? What are they going to be learning about? What's going to be happening in there? So we do have a city and an exhibit hall built out. So we're basically just going to <clears throat> walk through together and show, uh, show them all of the, you know, how to move, 
how to travel, how to teleport, how to interact with the virtual booths. And the reason we're doing this is because we do have a lot of people of different, you know, tech savviness in the industry. So the fairest way to go, um, we figured it was to just start everybody on at zero. And using that, you know, our regular platform, they already have a place where they kind of know what they're doing. They, they're a little bit comfortable before we launch them into something new. So it, it explain to me, how do they move? How do they travel? And how do they teleport? So that is something that you would have to, that is best experienced, you know, within the metaverse space or within the optical metaverse. You can move using your um, keyboard and have your avatar, you know, move up, down, side to side. You can also, <clears throat> we do have a feature where you can choose where, if you decide that you'd rather, you don't want to walk through the city or run through the city, but you want to start in the exhibit hall, you are able to select for that. And what's a teleport? What is that? We also have um, sort of where you can, you know, walk through and you'll, again, cut that distance and be right in front of the hall. That's what teleport is? So, so that's what we're calling, that's kind of more of a portal, but yeah, pretty much. So who, uh, so do you have, so who's gonna be in the metaverse that the doctors could learn about? What vendors are you gonna have there? Uh, is it education? Uh, what could they look forward to? Okay, so we do have a few amazing vendors in the metaverse, we have Kirk Kirk, we have MD Elite, which is an IPL. Um, they offer some good IPLs. We do have, I'm trying to recall exactly who we've set up recently without giving too much away. Okay, no, that's okay. Now, <laughs> I, I can see a, a really good application for this for education. And is that something that you've thought about? And how would you use it for education, continuing education, practice management, et cetera? Absolutely. So we are actually having these conversations, you know, now with other industry leaders to see what they think and what we can do to sort of optimize that educational setting. We are um, ABO and NCLE accredited. We are hoping to expand that to COPE, I believe, eventually. But we do also have a lot of content from um, you know, previous shows where we had industry leaders sort of get up or come on virtually and speak. And that is something that, you know, not maybe not everybody saw. That is something that people should definitely revisit. And how could so, they do that? So I do believe that we'll eventually have a library. We're also going to have a mix of um, sort, sort of replays from some of our top um, speakers, as well as some new sessions during the Optical Metaverse Moonwalk. And that will be on our Web2 platform. 
And now you talk about telehealth and how does the metaverse fit into telehealth? So it, I do believe that as telehealth, um, you know, continues to grow and evolve, it will sort of merge with, you know, the optical metaverse space, because right now we're, for telehealth, you're going to websites, you know, in the future, if you're in a virtual city where your, you know, your Walmart, your other stores are there, you will probably be going to a virtual, um, you know, hospital. And, you know, the eye being as complicated it is, you know, from, you know, from the eyelids to extraocular muscles to the mm -hmm. pupils to the tears to the cornea to the to the anterior chamber to the iris to the vitreous to the retina to, to the optic nerve and all the neurology involved and you know as we did in our movie there's close to 300 systemic disease that that can manifest in the eye many times we're the first to diagnose it how are you gonna or how can the the metaverse overcome the online exam, which is really in two dimension and maybe make it in three dimension? So I do hope that technology will get us there eventually. I know that we're not there yet. So we do, I do want to be very diligent, you know, as an advocate for telehealth. When I say I support telehealth, I do support responsible telehealth. So it is very important to for you know, eye care professionals to know, hey, this, like we can do this via telehealth. However, these, the majority of things we're still gonna need to do in person. However, I had a great conversation the other day um, where somebody, you know, they strongly preferred telehealth and they didn't really wanna make the trip to their eye doctor. And I posed a question of, you know what, if I were, if you met with me online and I were to tell you that you need to go to an eye doctor, would you go to the eye doctor? And he said, yes. <laughs> so it may, it is very likely going to start as, you know, screening and education. And that education is actually something I'm passionate about and but specifically patient education. <laughs> And that's something I really want to develop in the metaverse. So you're a writer and 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 you 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 write little articles about some studies. And I just wanted to review a couple. Uh this bring us back into non-virtual reality into regular. Sure, reality. sure. Yeah. I you talk about your writing. And you wrote about uh during the lockdown uh about my, the progression of myopia about one of the studies. Can you tell us about that? Um, sure, absolutely. So this was actually me writing for, um, I believe, Ophthalmology Advisor. They were looking for writers to sort of provide these brief um, factual summaries of current studies. And that allowed me to learn quite a bit. So I, I mean, I don't think it's a surprise to now, given how much we've talked about it, that there is an increase in myopia worldwide, especially following the lockdown, because everybody's been inside on their books, on their screens, 
and not really getting, you know, that outdoor side. So I thought it was a good summary that you did to show that children increase in myopia during the, the during the COVID lockdowns because of all the near work they were doing. And that's what that, that's what the study showed. And you also wrote about the LAMP study. You know, it's always confusing what dosage of atropine to use. And mm -hmm. that kind of uh, shed some light on the doses of at atropine. You wrote about that. If you could talk a little bit about that and what you feel is is the, is the appropriate dose to use. And and it, it seemed from the study, it may be actually age dependent. And I was wondering your opinion on that. So based on the study, it does seem to be age dependent. So the, in the in the study, it seemed like for the little ones, you know, like the of you're dealing with four or five, six year olds, that 0.05 seems to be mm -hmm. the best percentage. Uh, and so, uh, is that something that that you feel is probably uh, from the study? Is, is that what you felt with the conclusion was? Yeah. So, in my mind, it seems like the young, you know, the younger the eye, the higher concentration needed, and as the older the eye, the lower concentration. I believe, unless I mix that up. Yeah, so yeah, so sure. the, the okay. younger kids, you know, would, you know, from say four to say mm -hmm. four to twelve or you know around there, you it seemed like 0.05 was better, uh, and then but you can decrease it as they get older. Is that correct? And they use like 350 kids for this study? Based on that study, yes. Yes. So, uh, so, tell, so tell me, what, what kind of practice are you doing? And uh, what are your interests in optometry right now? And I know you're involved in women, in the women of the optometry group. So women in optometry, um, they've been incredibly kind in you know, allowing me to publish with them. So this was something that, you know, I read probably since first year as a student. And then I got the chat, when I got the chance to write for them, I was really excited. I first wrote for them as a student in my third year. But at the moment I'm doing what's called locum. So I'm traveling to different areas on contract, you know, wherever they need help basically. So where uh, people are in need and they need an optometrist and they don't have enough yeah. eye care. So mm -hmm. you're doing that. Well, that's very nice of you to do something like that. So where was the last place that you've been and so, or some of the places you've been uh, that you've traveled to? And, and so I'm currently in Bakersfield, California, which is a lot closer to home. Okay. My last place was in Vermont, in St. Oh. John's Bear, Vermont. And that was a little bit, far from home for coming you know. It was an amazing experience, but it was a little bit more difficult just because I was so far away from family and friends. So do you have any good stories from any of these clinics that you've been to that, that stick out to you? Um, in terms of just patient care or- Patient care, maybe, uh, uh, you know, if they didn't have eye care, you know, a diagnosis or- a high prescription or something where you where you guys you know your group really made a big impact going to a community that was in need 
in, there's quite a few even you know here in Bakersfield I'm seeing a lot of high myopia and they the parents maybe cannot afford myopia control so I'm trying to see if there's anything that we can do to make that a little bit more accessible to people who are lower income. And uh, are they able to get glasses? Is that something? They are able to get glasses. Just last, was it last week? It, two weeks ago, we actually, so we actually did a community event where we had kids bust in from a local school district. We shut down the entire clinic and we saw, I believe it was 80 children or so. And most of those children needed glasses. Some of them were amblyopic. Wow. And what age were they about? Between five and 12, I believe. And they never, the name, some of the needed glasses never had them, never were, was, had them yet in their life? Correct. Wow. So you're really making a big impact uh, on people's lives doing this. And I mean, it's absolutely not just me. I'm working at, you know, the ACE um, Eye Care Center here in Bakersfield. So that's their organization <laughs> that's allowing us to do all of these amazing things. Wow, that's terrific. So I want to thank Irina for joining me today. This is a very interesting interview to learn about something that is very futuristic. Uh, so I want to thank you for that. If people want to find out more about you, how could they do that? Um, so you can definitely find me on social media under, you know, Irina Jacobin, usually both on Facebook and on LinkedIn. I also invite you to check out myvisionshow.com, which will actually allow you to register for the optical metaverse. And as a guest, you can go for free, essentially. And is it going to be recorded? So if uh, people watch it after, watch this after the uh, the the the, the uh, show. Some aspects will be recorded. Yes. Okay, good. Because this may not play until after. So uh, it's coming yeah. up, it's coming up pretty quick. So I want to thank Irina for joining me today, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so. Thank you much. for having me. Um, I did want to make a quick clarification. So we will leave um, that metaverse space open. So even if you're watching this after October seventh, eighth, and ninth, you are, you know, you can still get access to the space. Just reach out to me. Thank you. Reach out to the I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, I wonder if uh, hopefully somebody who's not too technical technical will be able to do it so but i'm looking forward if i'll be able to do it if not i will reach out to you and you'll uh, hopefully you'll help me absolutely i love giving tours of these platforms they're like they're so much fun well thank you so much this is dr kerry gelb for open your eyes until next time thank you the all eyes visual vrp is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information.
Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. OIE Broadcasting is the emerging leader in social media. We use scientific entertainment to drive more patients into your office. Visit OIEbroadcasting.com and sign up today. Since I bought Safe For You, my dad makes me clean his boat. It's natural y es un buen producto. Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I bring extra and my roommates certainly don't mind. It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy. When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You. And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe For You is because it's safe for me and you.